ओम स्तापकाय चर्मस्य सर्वधर्मस्वरूपिने अवतार वरिष्ठाय रामकृष्णयते नम ओं जननी शारदम देवी रामकृष्ण जगद्गुरू फारद्मेत प्रणमा मुहुर्मुहुर् ओं सारशीव सरंभम शंकर चमज्जमं अश्मरच्चारत वंदे गुरु परम परम ओं जयंती मंगला काली भद्र काली कपालिनी दुर्गा क्षमा शिवादत्रि स्वहस्वरा नमुस्तुते स्वहस्वरा नमुस्तुते सो कंटिन्यूइंग फ्रॉम लास्ट वीक वी लास्ट वीक वी पिक्ड अप आफ्टर मेनी मंथ्स ऑन द काली सहस्रनामा द थाउजेंड नेम्स ऑफ मदर काली एंड द सेक्शन वी आर नाउ इज काइंड ऑफ पार्ट ऑफ लाइक अ लाइक ऑलमोस्ट लाइक ध्यान श्लोकस इट्स गोइंग थ्रू डिस्क्राइबिंग हर primarily her form this cluster of names describing her forms in the previous uh, verses it was describing her malas her mundamalas her um uh, uh, uh then some of her um uh, she was holding a skull like that describing her then it moved into the sindoor on her top of her head and we talked about that and then it, <coughs> so last week it was described primarily describing her teeth Right, and the the first verse twelve there is the one we did last week. So Lord Chanav, no, I'm sorry, at verse eleven, the one we did last week. Gora Rupa, Gora Damstra, Gora Gora Tarashubha, Mahadamstra, Mahamaya, Sudanti Yoga Dantura. And so the first, we, just a quick uh, recap. Last week is a Gora Rupa. She has a presents a tremendous form, and of course Kali. we read some standard yans of her it presents uh, you know the skulls and and blood and 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 uh, swords and all this so it's definitely but but also the hints of that cluster of names is that gora rupa is the awesomeness of her reality as time and the next name is gora dumpsta she has horrible teeth and then her teeth that devour everything and we justified our interpretation because three names later or four names later it says yuga dantura that the yugas the ages are her teeth right she's i mean everything is being swallowed by time by ages or she herself swallows ages another thing she is that awesome reality right so it was present it meant to present us with this this overwhelming picture of her teeth <coughs> the next few verses will describe her eyes and then the next this this verse and then the next verse will describe her smile and her uh, so even though you, you have this uh, this gora rupa gora ramstra gora gora tara shubha is in the middle of it it's shubha right she's also wonderful and pure right so the uh, uh, that to see to see that awesome form of time and space and causation and the world of name and form and of of samsara as her that's horrible it's gora right but if we see it properly or we see who's behind it who shines through it it's also shubha wonderful and so the transition between her fierce teeth and her that that devour time and devour ages or who are the ages uh and then also says which is the definition of mahamaya mahamaya says mahadamsra uh, mahamaya shusudantigant uh uh the transition now is so it's already by saying shubha and 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 sudanti has her exactly her teeth that teeth that devour everything her is also beautiful and wonderful so we're so the transition already to a beautiful set of names for deeper contemplation is given right so that's where we are now verse 12 uh 
uh, and I think it's names 82 through 87 are in verse 12. And let's see, find it here. Sulochana Virupakshi Vishalakshi Trilochana. You need a you can give you your own your own Shastra here. Oh. You get two because you're that special. <laughs> That's more. Yeah. Uh, so so at verse twelve so so Sulochana Virupakshi Vishalakshi Trilochana. So sulochana. So su means beautiful. Lochana means eyes, like lotus-like eyes, right? So it's beautiful or good. So sulochana. So after describing her teeth that devour, that devour ages, that are that are goda, that are horrible or frightening or scary, she's also now to say, but her eyes, she has very beautiful eyes, right? And so and and of course that, that was some, I am some time back. Swami Sarvadevananda was sitting here. He was kind of a surprise uh, satsang with him. He happened to be, he came for tea and then we caught him. We tied him up and <laughs> forced him. <laughs> Stuck a microphone in front of him. Oh, what should I talk about? Let's talk about Kali. Well, we talked about Kali. And uh, uh, he was saying that, you know, it's like, oh, the people, this, this frightening form, go to, even quoted least have alliances. But nobody sees her. I mean, her devotees, I mean, we, we, I mean, sometimes there's some dramatic paintings and medieval paintings and, 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 and uh, uh, that show you know the way they're described in the chandi and like that but usually we see her beautiful shining with motherly affection with, with eyes of compassion eyes of, 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 of ecstasy and bliss that's usually we, even though she has all the goda rupa stuff right usually her eyes are seen as you know we, we look at her eyes I mean, darshan we want to see her and be seen by her and, and, and there's a transfer that happens you know so we usually don't see her in this goda even if she, even inside she has a garland of skulls Garland of heads, right? A sword, a jackal, right? Her tongue sticking out, right? You know, but nobody thinks, oh my God, oh, Kali Mandir, oh, you just have to go to Kali Mandir. It's a horrible form of Kali there, okay. and nobody thought. I mean, there are, there are temples like you have to go to, like, you have to go to Kali Ghat or something like this. Some very kind of a different shakti to them, right? But usually, Dakshinishwar Kali Ghat, um, um, uh, Kali Akti, she's very beautiful too, very powerful, but. Um, uh, Ajapit, and you go to these uh, Sharamba, all these these ancient or modern and ancient Kali temples. You, it's like you go there. You go, oh my God, she's so beautiful, so powerful. You don't come thinking, Oh my God, she's so frightening. I'm, I can't believe how anybody worships Kali, right? So you, I mean, some people they have a predisposition to think, Why would anybody worship Kali? You know, but her devotees, you see her, is so beautiful. So describing, so especially by focusing on her on her smile and her mood and her eyes. Is, is going to be a, a connection of grace. So part of the eyes, we look when we we have this word darshan. We have to when we see when we see the deity, or sometimes we use that. Oh, have Ishwara darshan means you've also seen God. Not only like gone to the temple and seen Ma, but also when you like have a vision of God or a realization of God, they also call it Ishwara darshan. So darshan is not just seeing, right? It's not looking. Right? What do we? What's the word we were using? Encounter. It's encounter. It's an encounter. Right, you know, like I can see you or look at you, but an encounter is like a, it's like a, you leave for an encounter. You have to look, you know. Uh, there has to be almost like an eye to eye contact, you know, uh, an awkward eye to eye contact. <laughs> That's how most encounters are. <laughs> Why are these staring at me? It's <laughs> gone a little too long. Jai <laughs> uh, 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 
so 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 darshan so part of darshan is is that of beholding or encountering or it's a it's a two-way communication even if you have a darshan of a place not just looking what uh some sadhu says it's not it's not looking like a tourist right you know you look at them oh yes i saw you know, i've seen people walk in they walk into the temple and they look around and they walk out so they like that's around it's like they're not they're not they didn't see it they looked at everything and left and they didn't see anything right or didn't have darshan or they haven't encountered anything diamond and we get you twice in a row this is good <laughs> um, yeah uh, uh, so so part of darshan is this is this is a contact that so the, that's why a lot of emphasis is given to her eyes and 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 these names beautiful eyes big eyes amazing eyes these are I'm just giving I'm giving the, the next few minutes away right what what, what these are <coughs> And part of the eyes also, what, what what we do with eyes is when somebody, when we look at something, or somebody looks at us, we have this word drishti, right? And drishti means just to see, right? But sometimes, uh, oh, oh, it's drishti, some bad, somebody's, like we call it the evil eye, right? You know, like some drishti, so somebody looked at us wrong, or some, you know, and even like in babies, they put a, a black mark to absorb. Even people are like, oh, how cute little baby, like even that's like a weird, like, <laughs> it's not even your baby and you're a little bit... You know, it's like a weird energy, even if it's meant, it's meant uh, uh, affectionately, but it's affection. It's a weird affection from somebody you don't know. So you want to protect your child a little bit. So they, it's said to absorb the evil eye, right? But the evil eye is simply they call it drishti, right? All, but that's because that's a very common. Most people, if somebody stares at you in public, it makes you very uncomfortable. It's weird drishti, right? Even um, uh, Sami Shiva says you should keep your shrine, your altar, and lock and key. Right, because people who don't, you don't want these people looking, right? Because they're not looking properly. You, we, we, you go into the shrine, you look at, you look at Ma, you look at the saints, you look at Shiva with such a certain way. You have darshan, you have the, uh, an affectionate interchange. But not everybody looks like that's weird. You know, even that's like a weird. But it's considered because seeing is a very intimate connection, right? And we believe the person you're seeing is real, not just a picture. You know, so it's it's a, it's a, it's it's you're also protecting the the holy things from drishti, from being seen, from mundane looking. So darshan is, is a deeper thing. So a lot of, so the, give me a little bit of background because this is going to be the point, I, I believe the point of meditating on these names is to deepen our our direct contact with the Devi this way. So so actually sulochna means means good or beautiful eyes. So, that's the so she has very beautiful eyes. Right, that's a simple thing, and so I was thinking this this morning when we were having coffee. I was thinking beautiful. Like, there's some texts that are because that's it's there's texts that describe her eyes very beautiful, extremely nice, and the one that immediately came to my mind is the Sandra Lahari, uh, that has very beautiful descriptions. Is written uh, attributed to Shankaracharya, uh, um, uh, Sandra Lahari and Nanda Lahari, and as I was telling the story a little bit, that the the, the belief story is exactly in two parts. The Sandalahari, the Shankaracharya went to not Kailash. He didn't go in Kailash Yatra. He went to Sastra Kailash, in the highest regions, which means even the highest regions of consciousness and top like this. And there he had darshan of Devi uh, Ambika, uh, the Divine Mother herself, and asked for uh, uh, some details of her worship and and and. Uh, and so she gave her, if I'm remembering properly, I think hymns that Lord Shiva himself wrote, a tantric uh, uh, exposition on Sri Vidya Tantra, right? So he's very happy. So he's, oh, this is a very special thing. I'm taking this. I'm taking now this to earth, and from this we can. It's a, it's, it's a very sublime 
um, uh, exposition on, on the Devi's worship and the Sri Chakra and all this tantric detail that are there. And um, it's also, it, 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 it can't, people have argued whether or not it really fits the Advaitic teachings of Shankaracharya, but of all forms of Shaktism, it's the one that fits the Advaitic teachings of Shankaracharya, non-dualistic teachings of Shankaracharya. So he came to, so as he was leaving Nandi, Nandikesh, he's, he's a guard, he guards people coming in, but he also, he also a, a guard also like, a guard at a, at a store, checks who's coming in, but also watches you leave, right? Like, what do you got there? Right? A lot of people try to steal stuff from heaven, you know? <laughs> this tree we're underneath, Parijata, was stolen from heaven. <laughs> and the ridge originally, so the one behind this yellow tree is Parijata. It says Krishna went and had to fight Indra for it. He, he wanted it for... <laughs> it's, it's happened before. It's not the first time people stormed heaven, you know? And he says, oh no, uh, Devi Parvati gave me this, this, this. And I say, no, no, yes, you, you yogis are always coming here with a little bit of tapasya. You make it here and you, you're taking and everything we leave. I won't let you take it. He says, no, no, Devi has given me to you. So they have a fight. And Nandi, I don't mean to be, grabs one hand and he grabs, and not this type of book, but, and they kind of rip it in half. And Nandi has heart, and Shankaracharya realizes he's losing and takes off with the other half, right? So he only had, uh, I forget what the Sandhu Lahari, uh, it's like 100 verses, I think, right? Something like that. And I think 50 something verses or 40 something verses are, the, are considered to be original. Right, so this is the, 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 these are the tantric texts. And, then when they, and so then he's like, what do I do? So he went back to, he went, he went, he snuck around Nandi perhaps, he got him, went back and told Parvati that uh, um, um, I only have half the text, or roughly half the text. And so he says, no, no, it's okay, you finish, you, you, you're a yogi, you have a perfect memory, you finish it. Right, you, 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 you fill in the details. I'm not going to challenge Nandi's devotion to me by telling him to give you, embarrass him to give you back the text. Leave it, leave it like that. But Shankaracharya says he could, so when he couldn't recreate the writings of, Sh- the teachings of, Sh- of Shiva, on Devi, right? So instead, he simply started glorifying, out of devotion, her beauty. So the second half is just, uh, uh, or I forget what first half, second half, but the, uh, the section there, Nandalahari is just describing her, her beautiful eyes, her beautiful teeth, her beautiful smile, the, the way the eyebrows move, and how far the eyes are to the ears, and an extremely uh, sophisticated poetry. right? And he put it within it, all that same sophistication of the tantric philosophy, but in devotional poetry. And it's not even devotional poetry, it's devotional poetry, but it's almost erotic poetry. It's describing her as, as, as the most beautiful, she's tripled as the most beautiful in the three worlds, right? And, and so it's, and, and uh, I quoted a verse today to, uh, to uh, Prakash, who is not here right now, and he, he, sa- he says, wow, that's very, because it's like, it's so complicated, right? And so many things in one, one line is like five to six different things crashing and and we said, yes, Shankaracharya is very complicated. Uh, uh, the His devotion is very complicated because he's a world-renouncing ascetic and an absolute non-dualist, writing devotional poetry, right, uh, using erotic imagery as a celibate monk to his mother, <laughs> right? So it's like a lot of weird things. So it's like it's very, there's a lot of bob that don't, none of them match. That's the problem. Any one of these... Can't, so it's like it's very how he does it is quite I mean, whoever did it we believe Shankaracharya did it by our faith but it's definitely something uh, uh, very amazing right and some of these verses I want so it's, it came to my mind oh let's see what uh, the, the descriptions I remember the descriptions of, of her eyes are very beautiful the her descriptions of her beautiful eyes are very beautiful so uh, verse 29 I want to use that as my jumping off point here 20. So I won't read the the meter is I don't want to mess up his meter. 
and I'm not so expert at it, but um, uh, yeah, Vishala. So uh, uh, um, it says, translation is, your eyes are glorious, surpassing all the great cities in their uniqueness. They're wide, auspicious, undefeated even by the, by the beauty of a blue lotus, shedding a continuous flow of grace, subtly sweet, bestowing enjoyment and offering protection to the world. Thy glance is fit to be referred to by the respective behaviors. So, actually it says, glory surpassing all the great cities in their uniqueness. This, the, this list, like, like uh, what is it, uh, undefeated, beautiful, full of grace, these, type of, these are all qualities of the Devi. But they're also the ancient world's famous cities. Of, of ancient India, like you would think Banaras and Ujjaini, these are famous cities where there are famous Devi temples. They're considered beautiful temples, beautiful cities. So even by playing, by she's the most beautiful of the three cities. He even this list of nine cities, I think, or eight cities, it's eight qualities are also cities of the time. So he's pulling also geography and, <laughs> and uh, into it. You know, very and history, very interesting how he does it. But but. So uh, uh, your eyes are glow. So that was describing what are the qualities of her eyes? What what are the the? Um, uh, 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 but to say her eyes are beautiful. What are when you to say that somebody has beautiful eyes means you look at their eyes and see the qualities. What do you see in somebody's eyes, right? So he's list list them. I separated them so I could think about them. So the first is Vishala, Vishala or Vishala or Vishala. I mean, uh, Vishala. His has a diacritical, which means wide awake. Right, so it's one thing that she's ever, and that's one of the things, uh, one of the um, names we, we, oh, just a few days ago, I was reworking on some uh, verse from the Bhagavatam, and um, uh, and it says that, it says that this Bhagavatam was first spoken at, at uh, there was a, a great gathering in the forest of, uh, of Namnisaranya, there the, uh, it says, um, forgetting something, Chetra, I forget, I'm forgetting just now, forgive me, but it says the, the Chetra, the field, the place of the unwinking one. Right, so that's interesting. Which it's a, here it refers to it's a main, it means it's a place sacred to Vishnu, it's a, a sacred spot, right? But the name of Vishnu is unwinking. So I mean, so it has many here also. She's ever awake, right? And a few verses later, Shankaracharya will, will say that that she never never closes her eyes, she never blinks, right? And so you you can say that that is the all-knowing, all-perceiving. You know, nothing's ever not. You know, you close your eyes, something can happen. He's always knowing. She always knows everything. But there's also an idea also that if the Lord, Lalita, it directly will say that if you close your, the reason you don't close your eyes, if you close your eyes, the universe will cease to exist, right? So uh, that's why the, the gods usually aren't seen blinking, right? Shiva closes his eyes. What, but what happens when Shiva closes? The world doesn't exist. In <laughs> his world, you know, it's like, and if we close our eyes, our, the world doesn't exist, almost practically, right? 90% of it disappears when you close our eyes. Right, so it's not a. But the difference is that it's not dependent. The external world is not dependent upon our our eyes, but it is dependent on her eyes, right? What she sees, you know, what Shiva sees, what Devi sees. So that she is that she ever awake. And and, and then the uh, commentaries say that's it, due to her, all her. She's ever awake, and it's another way of saying she's all not only all knowing but uh, all encompassing. There's no, there's no place that's left out. Right, so um, she's one of the qualities of her eyes, Shankaracharya. And we have to assume, Shankara, if, if we take the mythological part of the story, right, that he went to Kailash and saw her, right, and got this teaching and went back, and she said, no, my child, just, just write, you fill it in. Like, if we take that literally, we take that as a, as a then he's describing, when he's describing the beauty of her eyes, because he saw her eyes, 
right? So it's like, or as a mystic, he's seeing her eyes, you know, or seeing her eyes or seeing her eyes, right? So these are big qualities. These are the qualities that you, when you look at God's eyes or, or that inter darshan, drishti, when you look uh, eye to eye. Uh, Vishala, Kalyani. Kalyani means giving um, uh, auspiciousness, right? She's, that they, 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 they bring her eyes, her glance brings only good, right? Ayodhya. Yoja means undefeated, and here it says undefeated by the by even the blue lotus. Blue lotus in, in ancient world it has many levels, but it's considered very beautiful, rare and beautiful, right? So the most beautiful lotuses are considered the most beautiful flower, and blue lotus are the most rare, the most beautiful. So it's that type of thing. So but even the most beautiful thing in the world, your eyes are often described as a lotus-like, but you're they're they're undefeated even by the most beautiful things. Nothing is like your eyes. It's that, so undefeated is not just like like in battle in beauty. Right, and of course, Kali is seen as a bad. So it's tricky. I mean, these are eyes. This verses are about Lalita, and and the the verses the the Sulochana is the name of Kali. Sulochana is also named Lalita. It's also in the Kali in the Lita Sasanam. It's not only there, but they're not different goddesses. It's just I'm just using one of the uh, the great writings on the Divine Mother's name, uh, 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 Mother's form is Shankara. So I wanted to. I'm using it, but. Uh, uh, he also wrote similar hymns, we believe, <laughs> to Mother Kali also in the Kalikastakam, describing her smile and like this in, in amazing uh, ways. But um, so Avishala, wide awake, Kalyani, Grand Jaspishan, Ayodhya, undefeated, then Madhura, Madhura, Madhu, and very sweet, right? You know, uh, her, her teeth may devour uh, ages, right? But her eyes are very sweet, at least to him. He's looking at her this way. Uh, uh, Madhura, Kripa Dana, Krip, Kripa Dana, mean, and, and um, uh, shedding streams of Kripa, grace, mercy. Right, this is important. And Bhogavati, also granting enjoyment. Her glance uh, uh, brings everything to fruition, gives enjoyment. Uh, Avantika, Avantika is giving protection. And you see, when people come to the Divine Mother, when you come to a temple, to any temple, whether or not that's what people, what, what would you pray for? Right? You pray for, for enjoyment, for protection, for uh, auspiciousness, for uh, uh, happiness. You know, these are the things, this is what, this is what her experience in her brings. Uh, and Vijaya. Uh, Vijaya means courage or uh, 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 victory. Right? Strength, both these it, uh, like this, and so the com the uh, 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 the ancient commentators on this ancient hymn, right, uh, give another uh, a smaller set of, of qualities that because the Devi doesn't have only two eyes, she has three eyes, right, and one of her names here is Tilochana, she who has three eyes. We'll get to that, right. So uh, 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 so usually we'll give a little hint is the eyes are given one of the interpretation is is that of sun, moon, and fire. Right, the third eye is, is, a, is a different thing, and in the in the in, in the images of Lalita, that third eye is slightly reddened, right, and so it's given a fire quality, right, and that fire. So there's qualities of also, um, um, uh, so the Shakti. In other words, Devi is looking at Devi, especially with the third eye, which is a fiery eye. It's also Kundalini and all kinds of things like that. Is a lot of Shakti. It's the energy power. So that's not just like beauty and protection. It's like there's a, a power to do something, to awaken something, right? Her glance does something. It says that she, by her sidelong glance, trillions of universes are created, 
right? It's not just compassion and beauty. This is our darshan, but what is her, the real fire, the prana, the shakti of her eyes, right? So it says, uchatan, it gives, it causes disturbance, right? And you can see even in human, in, in human interactions, all of somebody, you know, it's like, somebody gives a, 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 a look at somebody, it's like, you can just say, oh my God, I got freaked out, like <laughs> a person looked at me weird. <laughs> it can disturb the mind tremendously, right? Stop looking. <laughs> you know I'm talking about you. <laughs> Right, it's uh, uh, a karshana. It's also attracting. Somebody with a look can, can even human behavior. This is trauma, but this is very much true of the Devi and the Primni true. The um, karana. This avikarana is awakening romantic sexual desire. Right, and that's all by the eyes. Right, Jayama. Right, and uh, important in the imagery of Kali and Lalita. This is there. Um, Samohana. Samoha, samohana means to infatuate. Infa, infatuate. It's also one of the qualities. Vishikarana. Uh, um, Vishikarana is to control. And you can see people control you by their eyes. You know. And some yogis, actually, some of these things are siddhis also. Some people who do, there's practices. You know, we're not trying to encourage these practices, but there's practices and dealing with strataka and things like that. There people have, like, seem at least, have the power to agitate, to control, to mesmerize, to hypnotize, you know, with the power of their eyes. So there these some people actually try to develop these things. But these are these are natural and these are originally in the Divine Mother. Uh, um, then uh, 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 Tandana it means to strike or to stupefy or to stop, to hit. You know, you can see somebody one glance can like it. You know, just want I don't have to slap you upside the head, I can just look at you. <laughs> and you've been slapped upside the head, you know. <laughs> and then uh, um, Vidravana, uh, Dhyavavana is to defeat, you know, and, and uh, sometimes not just in battle, but in, in, in uh, uh, I'm reminded just now of a story, uh, uh, there was a um, Ramachandra Ja or something, he was a famous uh, pundit in, uh, in Kashmir, something Ja, I forget his first name, I don't remember it maybe, uh, George told us the story, uh, and he went to uh, uh, to uh, debate Swami Lakshminju, the great uh, master of Kashmir Shaivism, in a philosophical debate, right? Maybe he had read an article of him, as I can easily feed He's supposed to be the greatest master, I have full knowledge of Sanskrit. You know, that's the way scholars do you a little bit. Some discussion and debate, right? Hoping that you get the upper hand and, and your fame increases, you know? So he went and said, I come to debate you. Yes, yes, no problem, right? First, let's have a cup of tea. Right, and so he had a cup of tea together, and by the end of the cup of tea, the he bowed and says, "I'm defeated by your Swamiji." <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote very beautiful hymns on. He accepted him like a guru. He wrote hymns about his lotus feet and the Guru Paduka Stotrams for him and things like this. Right, but like <laughs> cup he was defeated. This defeating quality is not always by, you know, sometimes just by spiritual authority you're defeated. Right. Uh, uh, just a few a uh, few weeks back, there was a visiting Swami. From Barshana, uh, Swami Anubhava Krishna, very wonderful sadhu, and uh, uh, he told he told us um, uh, he was saying something. I think I, I may have mentioned you actually. Oh, there's another devotee who would love to meet you, but unfortunately he's, uh, he was he was in school. Like, oh yes, yes. It was, so the topic became of education, right? And he says yes, yes. Our Guru Maharaj also told us to. He sent us all to go to school in philosophy and religion like that. And so I assumed, and in, in the Ramakrishna tradition, Sri Ramakrishna said to that uh, a sadhu should be some educated because if you're teaching somebody, if you want, you need some knowledge, right? And he says that to uh, to Sri Ramakrishna said to kill somebody else, you need a sword and a shield, right? You need weapons to kill somebody, but to kill yourself, a pocket uh, a nail cutter, you, you do this, 
you can, or you do this and you kill yourself. Right? Now you don't need much. To kill somebody else is not easy. To kill yourself, not easy, but not that difficult, right? So he says, so, so Noah is saying, to, to, to your own liberation, one month, one word, one name of God saying again and again was, was devotion, that's sufficient. You don't need much. But to be a teacher, to help remove somebody else's ignorance, you need so much knowledge, scriptural knowledge, and argumentability ability, and, and, and logic, and history, and like Swami Vivekananda, he was such a person. You know, he had tremendous knowledge, right, of every topic, and all the languages, and philosophy, Western, he, as a result, he could, he could come in front of anybody and, 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 and present philosophy, and, 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 and the world uh, knows the result. Uh, so I, I, I thought he meant that. He goes, no, no, I, we don't mean that because none of us are teachers. Right, all, he, all, all of his disciples he sent for tapasa. We're all, we're all uh, hermits. I've been living in a, in a six by nine room in, in Barshana the last 30 years. Right, I've come, I'm, I'm a pilgrimage right now to see places so from Vivekananda, but otherwise I'm, we're, 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 I've never given a lecture in my entire life. Right, <laughs> that's not a thing, right? He says the reason, he said, is, not, is so that we don't become, to, it, it help, it's helpful in our own sadhana, it's helpful in our own contemplation, our own self-discovery, and it stops us from being fanatical. And it, it keeps us broad-minded, right? So that was a very nice. Uh, that was the purpose of it. He says, uh, but then, but then our Guruji to, to, to warn us that just this intellectual knowledge is not sufficient. He says, so now you're in school, right? I mean, very nice point. Well, now you're in school. So what's the difference between you and your professor? Well, there's a huge profess- difference between professor and you, right? Right? You know, it's like he's a brilliant professor, a PhD, and he's he's a maker of PhDs, and you're just a little student. He says, actually, the only difference between you is a few books and a few years, right? In a few years, you'll read. He's read more books than you. You'll read those books, right? He has also. You'll eventually get, and then you'll be roughly the equal, right? There's no real difference, right? He says, but somebody with a great, somebody with three, three doctorates in theology, Christian theology, right? Uh, but if they they could they couldn't sit on the same seat as as Jesus, right? Who was. Uh, fairly uneducated. He was a carpenter, so if, if he was a carpenter, he didn't have much education, not much more than simple reading and writing, almost illiterate, right? You know, so 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 people are getting they're they're nothing compared to Jesus, right? Uh, 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 they're scholars in Islamic philosophy, right? Muhammad couldn't sign his name; he was illiterate, but they could not stand. They spend their whole life thinking they can. Ever, there's still there's just seeing such a being, you'd be defeated, right? All the great, you know, it's like in, at that level, it's, it's good, it's useful. Right, but you'd be defeated in uh, in in at, uh, in and uh, so don't. I want you to all to study and, and for your own education, for your own enlightenment. But it's not the not the highest. I mean, can't say the highest, but it's it's uh, uh, that's very nice. He said even Swami Vivekananda with so much knowledge and and so he couldn't sit in front of Sri Ramakrishna, who barely could write his name. Luckily, he wrote a few places. <laughs> we have a few signatures of his. Uh-uh. Uh, but but anyway, so so this uh, one of the qualities of this fiery glance of the Devi and and in humans is, is defeating, right? Where are we here? Uh, oh, and and the final is marana. Marana means to defeat also, but it means to kill, right? And so you see that uh, what when Shiva when Kama uh, Kama uh, Dev Cupid. Tried to agitate, he opened. He opened the third eye and goes, "Whom?" He looked. At what? He did, looked at him, right in the right way. The fiery eye and <laughs> burnt to ashes, right. Devi does it. She opens. She she opens and says something or looks at something and th- so by her sidelong glance, by her glance, worlds are created. By her glance, worlds can be destroyed. Right. This is the idea. Uh, 
by the name some meditation on the name Sulochana, she who has beautiful eyes uh, aid number 73 is Virupakshi, is that right? Then the second no here oh uh Virupakshi, Virupakshi. Make sure I'm on the same. 83. 83, Virupakshi. So, Virupakshi means, Virupakshi, uh, Apakshi mean, means eyes, but it means, um, means they're, they're different. They're not ordinary. They're extraordinary, I guess you would say. Different, not just different, like weird. Not like, I mean, sometimes you would say, oh, that's weird. You, you can, you know, there's, that's also a word for it, but that's not what's meant. Just weird eyes, not like that, right? But they're extraordinary eyes, they're uncommon. Right. To say they're beautiful, you could say they're uncommonly beautiful, they're extraordinarily beautiful, something like that. They're not normal. Like we all know what beautiful eyes look like, but that's not the Devi's eyes, <laughs> like, like, like this, right? Uh, so, because, like, if I look into your eyes, maybe I know, but, I, but uh, 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 that same, uh, uh, it's, yeah, the, it's, the, it's not an encounter with the highest reality, right? And so, let's go to another another name in fifty one. Very nice. I like this fifty one here. In so I read verse fifty one. Oh mother, thy glance, right? In other words, saying her, this, he's describing what I believe. Hers is extraordinary eyes, her extraordinary glance, extraordinary look of her. Thy glance. So it describes. So there's different. There's like there's different ways of looking at somebody. So how does there's different emotions, there's different sentiments, right? So part of the idea is that every every emotion, every sentiment, every reality exists in Devi, right? And so and they exist in her eyes. She creates the world, right? She's creating all emotions and sentiments and reactions and experiences through her eyes. So how does she look? So so she doesn't look like normal people. So how is she looking? So it's so it uses a little it uses some po- poetry in, in, in the in, in the stories of Devi. So you so the first it says. Um, Shive Shingar Ardarar Adra Shingara Arda. My tongue is a little twisted. Uh, um, so, when she looks at Shiva, how does she look? Right? So, you have to think Shiva, part of this, it's a little bit of romantic and erotic type of poetry. So, when she sees Shiva, she, she, she looks with, uh, with, with uh, excited love. Right, so romantic love, right? Shingara uh, um, means decorate with all the symptoms and decorations of of, 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 of love, right? So that's what that. Uh, so it, it inciting love, exciting lo- excited love, and ins- it incites love, right? When she looks at Shiva, so this is her lover, this is her soul, this is her husband. According to the stories, this is the Atman, this is the Pusha, whatever system you want to plug it in and like that. But when she looked at somebody else. So, like, uh, uh, if she looks at her at her husband with with, lo- with with romantic love, how would she look at other people that aren't? He says, actually, he uses the word, and, and she looks at Shiva with excited love, and she looks at people who aren't Shiva, other people, other men, other people, right, uh, with um, uh, uh, bibasta, which means was dislike, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so at her at her husband, she sees with so which was romantic with other people. So. Because you can see it in comparison, it's like, so yeah. So hopefully she's not looking at us with dislike, right? But the other, it's another thing. That it's, it's connected to the poetry of 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 the, of the romantic. So your, your lover, you look one way, and somebody who's not, you look another way. You, you, the opposite of that, you're not interested, right? But also 
other means somebody who's unfamiliar right so so, so we we we're, we we approach her as mother we're not trying to get an erotic glance from her right uh but we but we don't want a, a dismissal of like who are you again <laughs> right you know when the bible says that people jesus will say be gone i never knew you people are saying they're his disciples but when they come in front of him he says i don't know you you know that's a very scary to me that's a very scary it's one of the scariest lines in the bible Right, I think it may be in John, in, in the in the vision of John, and and the book, maybe the book of Revelation even, right? Where people come come in front of. Finally, they get to heaven. The Christians, right? The devotees, and 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 it says, and who are you again? I don't know you. <laughs> That's a very dangerous part, you know. We don't we don't want to be in that position either. As somebody who's not known by 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 her of uh, dislike. Then. And then she looks at she looks at Shiva with erotic love. She looks at others, strangers, with dislike. Right? She looks at the Ganga. Now this you have to show some story because of course the Ganga is pure and, and, and also Devi's Rupa. But the story, the Ganga is also a wife of Shiva. Right? So she's a co-wife. Right? And so uh, in the story, they don't always get along. Right? So it says she looks at her with Raudra, with anger. Right, <laughs> she's a competitive. Not really, but this is the way it's in the story. It's told like that, right? Because when she, Shiva had to agree, and the whole leelas that are there to be to accept, because Shiva has ekpatnivrat, he has a, a, a patnivrat that he can o- he can only have one wife. That's an agreement, right? Other gods have many, even Vishnu has two wives, right? Uh, 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 but she, Shiva can only have one wife. But due to a very complicated series of stories, he, Shiva uh, 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 Ganga is also his wife. Right, not primary wife, <laughs> and also she falls. She holds Ganga, right? And, and the idea, even in marriage rites, even in America, you lift up your wife, you carry into the house. So a, a man hold, picking up and carrying a woman is a sign of accepting in marriage, right? So even that olding, that's why, that's how, that's how, um, uh, that's how um, uh, the earth, how Vishnu got the earth as, 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 as wife. Right, because he, as Varaha, he picked her up, and, and uh, when she was stolen by Hiranyaksha, and brought her back up, and and so that's that's sufficient. That's like, that's a simple, that's a simple, you know, like exchanging garlands. You're married, you know. Uh, so, so, in the story, maybe not. Actually, I don't. When I look at the Ganga, I, I don't look. I bet you Parvati really hates you, because actually they're sisters in the story. It's Parvati and Ganga are both daughters of the Himalayas. Right. So anyway, there's the Leela part that, 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 but it's illustrating the point, trying to use the stories of Devi to show all these different ways that she looks, right? Because some people she looks with, with erotic uh, romance, others with disinterest or dislike, others with anger, competitive people. And so what does that mean? We don't want, we don't want her angry look. We don't want to be, but it also means we don't want to be a competitor, right? And most of us, the thing is like, uh, uh, there, there's not room for two gods, Right, <laughs> or two wives or two husbands, you know, in in, in, in in the world of non-duality, you know, and or or in the world of non-duality in Vedanta, or the world of ishta uh, nishta, uh, 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 one-pointed devotion, in in, uh, uh, in 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 bhakti, you know. So uh, uh, if we if we're trying to be the center of attention, right, then then Devi's not going to look at us nicely. Maybe maybe with anger. Jaima, please come. Um, uh, where, uh, so, so she looks at when she looks at Shiva, she looks at romance. When she looks at at others, she looks at dislike. When she looks at Ganga, the co-wife, she looks at anger, right? When she looks, when she hears Shiva's activities, his leelas, like all the glorious things Lord Shiva has done, right? She says, "This is Abut, 
Abut, I mean, she, she's amazed. She looks with amazement when she thinks of, 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 uh, uh, of the um, activities and glo- the glorious activities of Shiva, she looks with amazement. Uh, uh, Adbhuta. Then, of course, this is we know snakes are Devi's uh, favorite animals, right? But in the story, you have to give, you have to have some, some in the, in the leelas of Devi, what can she fear? So there's a general, people are generally fa- afraid of snakes, right? So when she sees a snake on Shiva's shoulder, she looks with uh, fear. That's one of the ways we look, in the way, you know, because uh, 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 he's a dangerous creature, right? So she looks with fear. Uh, that means payankara. Uh, uh, when she looks at her friends, her shakis, right? That, uh, and, and so when we look at her friends, she looks with, um, she smiles with happiness, right? It says, hasya. Uh, 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 she smiles, you know, that's another, right? When she, and then, when she, and then she, and then he says actually, um, he says, when, when you, and when you look at me, Shankara is saying, Shankaracharya is saying, which means a devotee, right? He says, then you, uh, you, you see with uh, Karuna. Karuna means also with um, uh, compassion, grace and compassion, love, affection, Karuna, right? So that's actually, so we're given a, 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 a key. Right, we have to. We want what look. We don't. We the erotic look is not appropriate from Devi, right? She's married to another. She has another. She doesn't. Even, she doesn't even want another. Uh, uh, yeah, she is. She's very focused like that, and um, uh, uh, we don't want to be her an, an unknown person. We, but but this is a safe position. If you're if you approach her as her devotee, as her child or a devotee or something like that, then she her look is automatically karuna. So I read the actual verse. I just given you the. I pulled it apart before reading it. My mistake. O mother, thy the glance at thy glance at Shiva is softened by love. At other, it is characterized with the feeling of dislike. At Ganga, with that of anger. On hearing the heroic expo- exploits of Shiva, with that of wonder. At the great serpent forming the ornament of Shiva, with that of dre- that of dread. At the sight of thy comrades, with a smile. And at me, thy devotee, with that of compassion. Right. And then it adds. It says, moreover. This is the number thing, but remember, there's that third eye, right? That's so, you know, so. Moreover, thy glance has a red tinge, right? And so it's against that Shakti powerful thing, uh, a tinge loveliness of a lotus flower, indicating courage and heroism, right? So it's another way you also look with, with this, this power. Uh, uh, and while this list is there, the commentators have made a very interesting point, or their claim, the amazing point. Some of these, uh, um, uh, 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 because she's in the stories of Devi, she has two primary uh, realities. She has many functions. She does many things, right? Including uh, killing demons and saving, you know, whatever it needs to be done. She has all these relationships. So uh, dislike and anger and amazement and fear and smile and smiling. These are these qualities are not essential. They're occasional. Right, but the two the two things that are is 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 Shringara and Karuna. Shringara is that a, a romantic love, right? That she's always that's con, that's continuous as a wife in the story, but as a Shakti of Shiva in in, in, in as Tattva as Lila and in Tattva, she's ever connected. She's never separated from Shiva. She's always focused on Shiva. They're one and the same. They're one two and one, right? So the that the uh, Shringara Bhava never uh, or Drishti never changes. And the other one is, is uh, 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 karuna, that of compassion towards her children or devotees, because that's also eternal, right? A, mo- a mother, no matter what, even no matter how old you are, how 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 misbehaved you are, right, still loves her child, right, or loves her devotee. Love uh, so that her her love for Shiva, and her love for 
her devotee, or her, her, that is, these are actually eternal. The other ones, her valor, her anger, her dislike, her fear, whatever these different things. But and but, but of course, like, the, the divine mother really have fear. Probably not. Is she really angry? Probably not. You know, this like these are. But the fact that we have in this world, Shankaracharya is showing that there exists within the Devi herself. Everything is created by her glance. So he's describing what it is to see, what what you can see in her, and how you approach her. Right. <coughs> but this means that the Devi responds each one of these glances. Her is is how you look at her is how she's going to look back. Right. She responds to the bhava or the mood of her of of, of the looker. Right. This is also why you you don't want people looking at your shrine who, who are going to be disrespectful, who don't have any faith or critical. You know, you always see somebody says, "Oh, that, like you know, like you, you don't you don't worship that, do you? You know, like you'd be like you'd be hurt that they see like that. You know, it's like, but she'd be hurt. I mean, that's not. It's also your job not to let that happen. That's not the interaction that should happen, right? You know, so uh, we have to we have to protect our bhav and, and the bhav like we always say we have to protect the mood of this place we sometimes use that language right like Kali Mandir has a particular mood right and and there's many ways of approaching Divine Mother as many different spiritual practices as many like, like but we have to we have a particular mood that we have to protect also right we don't want the other the other ones are, you know like Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita whichever way you approach me I respond Right, so if you want to be an enemy of Krishna, then you can fight him. He's a really good fighter, and he'll win. <laughs> right, if you want to be a lover of Krishna, you can love. You want to be his enemy, you can fight him. If you want to be, uh, if you want to think about him, he's he's philosophical truth. If you want to love him, he's the best lover. You know, whatever like that. So, so, uh, so there's many. Well, you can approach Ma in a, a, a million, not just these nine or ten ways, unlimited ways. Right, uh, 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 you can make up your own. You know, like, and she responds the type. But that's not that's not the mood. <laughs> so this that's not the mood that we're we're uh, we're contemplating. We're holding right. This is not the the form that we want her here, right? And and so, of course, Goda Rupa, Goda Damstra, these other names, describing her fierce form. But now it's switching to to beyond that. How do you how do we see her directly? Next name is Vishalakshi. Vishalakshi. Uh, so, uh, this also in the Lita Sasanama, it's there, name 936, almost towards the end, Vishalakshi, Vishalakshi Edamaha in the Lita Sasanama. So, this means she has big, large eyes, right? And, and that's considered a, a sign of, every culture has their own view of what, what beauty is, but in Indian culture, very large eyes are considered very beautiful. Right, uh, partially because, partially because it's they genetically have large eyes, right? So that's what that's a, it's a genetic thing that, that you know that's a simple answer. But it's also because everything has if it has significance because it signifies something. It means some, everything means something, right? And so the eyes are seen about wisdom and perception and knowledge. Therefore, large eyes means you know large knowledge, large perception. You know that these are good these are good qualities, right? And 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 so like something you have the, like what Minakshi, she has fish eyes, right? And so people say, oh, fish eyes. What does that mean, right? And and so you go, uh, is it shaped like fish or is it you know? But usually it's described as long. Like uh, fish eyes are like this. So describing these really big, going all the way to the ear. That's an, you know it's like so. 
course, that's not an order, but actually, I've seen people with such eyes in India, and they're very beautiful eyes. <laughs> it is actually a fact, like, wow, you know, and one of them is named uh, Minakshi. Yes, Minakshi has Minakshi eyes. It was very nicely named for our Guruji, one girl of our ashram. She has Minakshi eyes, right? Minakshi Devi. So, Vishalakshi it means big, beautiful, big eyes, large eyes, and this is a simple meaning, is it's, it's all seen. That's a simple meaning of large eyes, right? That's a simple meaning. But also, if our goal is to have darshan, you know, this is, I mean, she's easy of access. We can see, you know, she's, we can look into her, we can have a direct experience. Another verse, in verse 50. So this is the one that's very, this is what... Prakash said it's a very complicated <laughs> sentiment where those nine, those six or seven unmixable un, un sentiments come together in one verse. He says, he's now describing her very large eyes, almost fish-shaped eyes, right? Uh, iconographic, iconographically as, as a beautiful face. He uses a lot of poetic uh, usage, right? Where he says, your two eyes, your, t- your two eyes are like bumblebees. Why bumblebees? Because bumblebees are always attracted to where there's honey, right? And so the fact that the eyes are so big, they reach to the ear, that means there must be honey in the ear, right? So where did the honey in the ear come? Because all the devotees, with these nine sentiments, these nine devotional sentiments, they're constantly singing to you and pouring their beautiful words into your ears, right? You know, it's like, and, and, and your eyes are like bees are rushing. They're so big to, kick, to be near the ears, Right, that's a, that's a lot going on in that one line. It's like, whoa. <laughs> uh, uh, Western poetry doesn't use that 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 style. You have to be a little bit. Uh, can't say trained because I'm a bit, but it, it, you have to get a little accustomed to to Eastern Indian Sanskrit poetical norms to to to. True to, masters of metaphor. Yeah, true. Ma- yeah, ma- yeah, true masters of metaphor. My goodness, right? So the two the two honeybees of your long eyes are cont- constantly hovering about thy ears, imbibing the honey dripping from the flower bunch of the nine poetic emotions poured into them by your poet devotees singing your hymns. That's a pretty good line. <laughs> Large eyes, right? But I think this is also very, I mean, I think, people have said and people have meditated and I've been thinking about it, uh, I, I think it's very significant because one of the ways you see her, right, is through these sentiments. And one of the ways you get these sentiments is by reading, chanting these hymns, singing these songs. A poet, you know, it's like, we don't know what the sentiments are, but the poet saints did. And they gave us a way to speak it, right? Uh, in, that, in Baba Rampuri's book, he mentioned when he talked to his guru, uh, 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 he says, like, he, his guru is teaching him all these things and about Hanuman and, 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 and Saraswati and, and Vaishnav Dev and all these deities and, the Pris- and, and Datatreya and Bhairava. And he's like, well, how, they're all just, I don't know who these deities are. How do I develop knowledge of religious? Oh, just say their name, right? If you say their name, right, speak, speak, speak their name, and then you'll, you'll get to know them. You'll get to know their nature by, by, in their, by speaking if you see them, right? So there's some connection, I mean, that made that connection, my, you know, uh, uh, that, that uh, um, the bees of her eyes means that connection with her, direct one-to-one darshan, comes when her glories are being sung, her poetry, the, the, the sentiments, these divine sentiments are being. So we don't know who she is and we don't know how to think about her, right? The saints are telling us hints of it, right? And they're giving us also how to think about her, 
right? And, and, and there's many ways to think about it, but these ways we know have an effect, right? It's these, these sentiments are so attractive, like honey to a bee, that her eyes come to, come to that place, right? So then it's very nice. It's, uh, uh, so seeing this good fortune of your two eyes, remember she doesn't have only two eyes, she has three eyes. The next thing would be three eyes, right? You know, so it's a good setup for the next name, right? There's a third eye there, and that third eye is way away from the ears, right? Her two big eyes reach the ear. The third eye is known as seen as red, right? I mentioned, right? That anger, shakti, like that. But red also means angry, so why or jealous? Red was anger, red was jealousy, right? So he says, uh, seeing this good fortune of the other two eyes, right? Your third eye on the forehead looks slightly red out of jealousy or anger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very nice point. Like, <laughs> you try that to your lover, girlfriend, or boyfriend. <laughs> like, oh, your eyes. <laughs> oh, no. sweetheart, your one eye is like the sun. The second eye is like the moon. The third eye is like fire. You know, it's like it's, it's, it breaks apart a little bit. <laughs> but uh, um, very, very nice. So it's giving a little. So these. So, but also then it gives a little hint of what is that third eye. That that's a different category, and we'll, that's anyways we'll go in, we'll into that. Uh, uh, uh. So then the next name is what did I say? Tilochana, uh, right? Tilochana means easy three eyes, right? Now of course not all deities, but usually we see certain deities with three eyes. Shiva and Devi is almost always Shiva and the Devi's, and Shiva is usually seen with the third eye closed. Right, he opens his eye when he opens the third eye because that's that fiery eye, right? There's something happens. Usually, something gets burnt up, right? Universes can be destroyed, right? At least whoever he's looking at, it's a, it's a it's a fiery. But that's also a big deal. Because we'll go into that. Why that third eye opening means something, what changes, um, um, uh, uh. But Devi's like Kali, you always see her with three eyes. Lita, you see her with three eyes. Most of these forms, you see her with three. Well, the Devi Rupa's with three eyes. We are, uh, uh, and so the eyes are given some symbol, like in, 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 in the Bhagavatam, it describes your right, one eye is the sun, the other eye is, is the moon, and, and your third eye is fire, right, sun, moon, and fire. These are the three, they're very nice for eyes because these are the three sources of light, right, you know, it's like we, in the daytime we see by the sun, at nighttime we see by the moon, and when there's no moon we see by fire, or extensions of fire, electricity and things like that, right? It's a simple thing. And in the Upanishads, we mentioned a few weeks, three weeks, three weeks ago, that the, one, the Guru asked the disciple, what is the light of man? He says, oh, it's the sun. What about at nighttime? Oh, it's the moon. What if there's no moon? Then it's, the, uh, then it's fire. What, what if you're inside and there's no fire? Then, it, then there's sound. Because you find out, you know, he goes, and finally he goes, it's like when there's no when there's no fire and there's no light and there's no moon there's no you know what is the light then it's like just the awareness your self awareness is what the real light of that's the real light right so there's there's a there's a, a sun moon and fire has many even in Vedanta it's used as as a, as a, as as something but but the thing is it's it's sometimes hard to uh, to to love a being whose one eye is a sun one eye is a moon the third eye is fire. Or Sami Chaitanya says that, you know, it's like, can you, it's like, uh, you know, like, oh, honey, you're right. <laughs> you're all beautiful eyes, you're of sun, moon, and fire. You know, it's like, Sami Chaitanya says that in, in, in also in, in the Gita, when Arjuna saw the, the universal form, it was a little, to say a little overwhelming is to say uh, some, nothing, right? You know, it's a little overwhelming. But also, it's like, it's, it's also, it's hard to have a relationship with a being whose one eye is a sun, the other side, I mean, looking you know, of cosmic, 
being, right, who's who's swallowing the universes and grinding time. You know, it's like it's 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 it's, it's the truth. Right, it's a way of it's a perception of the truth, but it's not a way we can easily relate. Right, so he prayed, "Let me see your original form. You see your two art. Not even that. Let me see your the form that I know that I can relate to, that I can have relationship to." So it's so uh, the uh, but with the, with the, with with Devi, she always is seen with three eyes, uh, um, especially in Kali, because Kali is a fully awakened type of form. Parvati sometimes maybe with two eyes, and the third eye opens when she becomes Kali or something. And Durga also, some, she has three eyes, but in the Chandi, she opens the third eye and some dramatic Kali comes and there's different things like from her forehead and like this. Uh, uh, but the idea of sun, moon, and fire, that's simple. That's It's perception, it's light, it's, it's how we see things. That's a, it's a good symbol. But yogis take it a little more deeply. They say that, that we have sun, moon, and fire within us. Uh, um, I just saw a mouse run by. <coughs> Jaganesh. <laughs> Govinda. It's the season of rats and mice. Uh, um, uh, uh, so, uh, so it says that the uh, um, so the right. So, so it says that the ri- the the right eye is the sun, the left eye is the moon, and the third eye is fire. So this this relates to yogi as Ida, Pingala, and Shishumna, the solar current and lunar current. And 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 uh, and the central current, right? Uh, the pingala, the sun, right channel, the red. It's masculine. It's hot. It represents in in, in on the planet represents the river Yamuna, uh, 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 and it it's active when when we breathe through the right nos, the right nos, the right nostril. The ida is a pinga. The ida is the moon. It's the left channel. It's white. It's feminine. It's cooling. It represents on and the river in the world. The river represents the Ganga. The Ganga represents it, um, and it, mo- it flows from Muladhara to the left tra- left nostril. It's flowing when left nostril is when the breath is flowing to the left nostril, and most people most people don't notice that they only breathe through one nostril at a time, right? It switches every couple hours usually, right? Uh, um, and that's I, I remember when I gave a class at UCI and to yoga teachers and I given a class on the swaras which is how the how the breath they mentioned you know breath and they're like like <laughs> yoga teachers never notice we don't notice our own breath is the problem right even yoga teachers <laughs> don't notice how you breathe only through one nostril you know it's like it's something so close to us that we don't even notice a problem we don't even notice it's closer thing to us we notice our breath we can't notice you know there's things closer than our breath <laughs> right you know uh, even closer than your breath uh, um, uh, uh, and the Shashumna, when prana moves in Shashumna, the central, that's that's uh, uh, in the ri- in, it represents the Saraswati, the Saraswati river represents that. And it's it's that's also the path of Kundalini, so that's considered the path of fire. Um, so it's like like that. Um, there is a mantra, and so that that on, 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 so the third eye would be here, right? So this is Ida Pingala, or here Ida Pingala, or the left left brain i guess uh, the, the left lobe of the brain or you know people left brain activity and right the people i don't think it's so easily typed but there's some general thing you know all oh, your left brain or right brain you're more emotional you're more logical or you know there's something to i mean it's it's i think it's a little falling out of favor now that that full bifurcation but there's something to it right so the the, the two sides and then the, the third so the third eye is here so that that also it's in the cosmic being of the divine mother. It's in our it's in embodied energetically in our nervous system, our ast- our subtle nervous system, and it's also imprinted in the geography of the earth, the planet, 
right? And so it says that the Ganga and Yamuna are the Ida and the Pingala, right? Uh, and, and therefore, in Trishumna would be Saraswati. And in ancient times, most likely to be believed that Saraswati would also join. And there's a place in India where the Ganga and Yamuna meet, that's Allahabad, right? Uh, or Prayag. Uh, that's my Guru's ashram, that's my hometown. Right, so we we think it's the center of the world, right? The center of, 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 of it's our center. It's the center of the world, and um, and Saraswati, we have faith. Oh, the Saraswati is invisible, or the Saraswati is underground, right? And 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 there's there's scholars who say the Saraswati never went there. Other scholars say the Saraswati still goes there. It's under it's an underwater flow. That if you take it, like, if you take it geographically or geolo- geologically, it's you may fall apart a little bit. It's not meant just to be taken that. Although there's there's probably some something to it, right? Uh, that that uh, that the river, but the fact that it's not seen, that's also our, we only see we only breathe through one throat. We almost never prana is never in the shumna, right? So the fact that we people are arguing and the thing whether it was ever there, whether it exists, or whatever ever existed, or what happened, where to go, what happened to the Saraswati, and it was a cataclysmic uh, plate tectonic change or a drought or what happened, you know, and. And, and I mean, on the tr- on the train on the train on the way to Allahabad, you know, imagine in, in a, a train full of, of intellectual Bengali professor types all debating whether the Saraswati ever ex- is, still flows in Allahabad for 15 hours. <laughs> that was my <laughs> like. I was sitting there walking, <laughs> they're all like having great fun, you know. It's like, but it's hidden. Whatever it is, even in our Saraswati, our Shishumna is hidden. We, it's almost unknown to us. Even our Ida and Pingala are almost unknown to us. What to speak of Shishumna, right? So where they meet is almost un- almost entirely unknown to us, and uh, so where they meet on the earth is Prayag, and bathing there, people go to Prayag, right, with great faith that something happens, right? That 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 it's going on pilgrimage Prayag is almost equivalent to uh, uh, or or uh, uh, corresponds to. A, a yogi going awake, uh, balancing Ida and Pingala, and, and awakening Shishumna, and, and being where they all meet here, right? From here it goes up, up, right, and a, a single current, right? So and and so the, the saying, if you go, if you bathe, especially during certain uh, important astrological or astronomical times, right, uh, uh, where that's figured out for the Kumamela, uh, especially on Amavasha. Uh, on a particular time on Amavasha, called Moni Amavasha, then sins of of uh, sins of thousands of lives can be destroyed, right? There's people and people have made great faith, and and for thousands of years, this has been a place of pilgrimage, and even in modern secular, uh, in the modern secular India, right? Or if we just look at in in Kali Yuga faithless Kali Yuga, right, the, the pilgrimage is, is more popular than ever. Every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, partially due to publicity and vacation and spectacle and, you know, there's all that, but still people go and it's, you, you, uh, you've all, we've all experienced it, it's, I mean, not all, but a few of us, you've experienced it recently, it's a little overwhelming, you know, and, and you feel the, the, the faith is really incredible. And people do it because they get something, right, and they keep doing it. Right, not just once in life. There's people. There's a thing called kalpavas, where you where you spend one month there, from Purnima to Purnima, and every day you never leave the the the, the Melis site. You take a bath every day. You chant your scripture. You feed some some poor people or some sadhus. You do japa. Many rich people. They're they're camping in on, on the bank, right? And when they do it, I know people. They do it year after year. As soon as they do it, they do it. They take a year. They take a month off work, and they they camping on 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 the bank of the river. 
And the belief is that it's called kalpavas, because the, the sins of a kalpa are destroyed, it says. Kalpa is a, a, a world age almost, you could say, like the inconceivable amount of time. Right? So something happens. So there's a verse in, in the tantras, Jnana uh, Sankalini Tantra, the very nice yogic tantric text. Ira Bhagavati Gange Pingala Yamuna Nari Ira Pingalayor Madhye Shushumnacha Saraswati. It gives a meaning. Ira is the divine Ganga, Pingala is the river Yamuna, and in between Ira and Pingala is Shushumna, which is the Saraswati. So it's like it's, it's exactly defining the rivers and, and, and the Kumamela tradition and our, and our body. And it says, Triveni Sam Gamo Yatra Tirta Raja Cha Uchate Tatra snan, Snanam Pakur Vita Sarava Papir Pramunchate Triveni Sangam is where the three rivers meet. Right, so now what's he talking about? He says that the, 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 the Ida and the Pingala and Shashumna are the Ganga Yamuna and Saraswati. So where they meet, Trivini Sangam, where the three rivers meet. Is he talking about Prayag, where the Ganga Yamuna meet, or is he talking here, where, where Ida, Pingala, and Shashumna meet? It's both, right? They're simultaneous, they're, 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 they're not either or, right? So you, he is not clear which one he's talking about, right? Sorry, I lost my place here. Uh, Trivini Sangam, where the rivers, three rivers meet, is known as Tirtaraj. The king of holy places. So is it Allahabad, the king of holy places? Right? Or is here the king of holy places? It's both, simultaneously, one and both, right? And then it says, bathing there, one is freed of all sins. So the faith people go there, take a bath, and they're free. And I'm convinced that they're at least Sri Ramakrishna had a very nice that when you bathe in the Ganga, your sins are fact destroyed. But the problem is the sins <laughs> know that. They, they've been at this a long time. They know all the tricks of human beings to get rid of them, right? They don't want to be, they have a very nice place to live. And <laughs> a modern American boy like me, you know, <laughs> they have a very nice place, right? They have uh, a very nice couture and good tea and no lack of orange clothes, you know. They have to wrap themselves warm and <laughs> whatever this is, they find their place nestled. So what they do, they hang out, they jump off of you while you go in. They, don't, they know that and they hang out in the trees, you know what Krishna said joking half joking but not really joking there's something happened and when you come back out they jump back on you <laughs> they have a nice clean place to live now <laughs> so you see we go and and sometimes we feel nothing's changed right because our habits haven't changed is a problem right so but of course you go again and again bit by bit you, you do come back changed maybe not fully changed but you do you definitely transform you don't go on a pilgrimage called Tirta Yatra. This is the greatest Tirta Yatra. So the greatest Tirta Yatra, according to this text, is is going to taking a bath at the Sangam, right? But that means the greatest Tirta Yatra is to bathe here, right? That's a very what does it mean to bathe there? That's a real. If you did that, then you, you I think your sins are fully forgiven because then what happens here? Ida and Pingala or Ganga Yamuna. This is the world of duality, right? And uh, and Shishumna is beyond duality. It's when the two become one, one stream. In the world duality, there's no sin, and not only a sin, but virtue is also destroyed. There's no sin, nor papa, nor nor punya. Right? I was with, I was my first big kumamela. Uh, uh, I I was there one. I did kalpabas one month. Right? On um, the final day, Purnima, Right? Uh, 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 we went with my guru bai Swami Paramananda Saraswati. He was a great uh, yogi and a Vedantic scholar. 
and very we're a great folk because they're using everybody we're having this is yay one month it was a big deal right and also the crowds are down so it's more fun and like that we're splashing in the water like kids you know he's a 70 year old kid and i was a 25 year old kid or whatever and we're splashing in the water and i said swamiji he goes yeah he says now all of our sins are forgiven removed right or removed not forgiven using christian language but are <laughs> washed away you know? <laughs> in the blood of jesus or in, or in the water of the ganga whatever whatever it, whatever it, whatever it is that does the washing right uh, uh, uh. And he goes, yes, but that's still, but leaving our leaving our punya, right? Uh, and 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 which will only lead to a reincarnation into into an auspicious body, a materially opulent body, and have no benefit to, for spiritualization. <laughs> Great. <laughs> With a long cold month, <laughs> noisy, dirty, cold. <laughs> I was kind of coming. <laughs> Right, because the bathing in the Ganga, at, at, your sins are forgiven, but your punya is still there, right? Because I came out, I came out of it still in the world of duality. Maybe I believe was was many sins and the karma is washed away many, right? Lighter for sure, right? But I'm still in the world of duality, and to the world of duality, that that's not freedom, right? It's, punya is not the goal, right? You know, Papa is not getting rid of Papa is not the goal, nor, nor getting punya is the goal. It's not even getting rid of Papa or getting rid of Punya. It's being beyond Punya and Papa. So that's what the uh, uh, bathing there, one is free of all, one goes beyond sin, but also beyond uh, Punya, beyond good, beyond evil, beyond success, beyond failure, beyond heat, beyond cold. Uh, um, so it's a very um, uh, deep verse. I like this verse because this is like, I find out, oh, this is a verse that exactly describes, you know, and when you go, you know, you, if you go, if you go, if, if you think of, you go there, and you're you're bathing or about to bathe in the gung, in, in in the sangam, and you can feel this is, like this is, this is also here. If we can make that connection, you know, the problem is that takes tapasya, that takes subtlety, it takes uh, uh, advancement, you know. But going there also takes punya and advancement, and to be able to be able to bathe in that such a place. Right? It's a very holy place. So this is the the, 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 the the yogic interpretation of Ma three eyes or our three eyes or the world three eyes, right? Another thing, three eyes also means past, present, and future, right? If eyes mean seeing, or and you, uh, 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 what do you see? So three eyes means to see past, present, and future. Uh, uh, if that's in the in language of iconography, like four faces means sees in all directions, and many arms means all powerful and. You know, so there's there's a language to interpret the symbolism of, of the deities, right? So, uh, uh, so that's a simple thing. But then, what to, to go back to the the, the 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 third eye being beyond the two, that uh, uh, um, we see. It's a very nice symbol uh, that even if we close one eye, we still in the world of duality, right? <laughs> that's a problem. You know, it's not that simple. Right, but if we but we see through two eyes, representing the world of our seeing, the world of duality, and a dual, and so, and she is this world of duality, but it's gora rupa, gora damstra, right? It's it's a fierce, it's a fierce reality in the world of change and form and 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 birth, death, and and and, and causation and karma and reaction and it's it's a it's a complicated it's divine, but it's not it's a complicated it's a complicated thing, right? The world of duality, so. When you go beyond that, and so in yoga, Ida and Pingala are balanced and then joined, right? That's the thing. 
and in pranayama also they're balanced they're, you know you go you, 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 this breath and go that breath and slowly slowly and then you hold your breath so then 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 pranayama moves in this one or that one then it enters the shishumna there's a that's the energetics of this uh, process right and in hatha yoga same thing hatha yoga is ha and ta sun and moon yoga right uh, union right and ha ta means actually the it, it's actually the the ha is united with ta the su- the sun the logical is surrenders to the feminine this is the the view of the logical mind through devotion the the uh, the logical mind surrenders into devotion and but but that when like when two rivers meet the usual thing if you go to if you go to to um to uh, uh, Prayag or any place where you see rivers meet a sangam the Ganga Yamuna meet of course in the, in the it's supposed to then go at Saraswati but actually Ganga Yamuna meet and it becomes Ganga Yamuna merges into the Ganga and you see the two waters merge there's one one is blue and one is uh, uh, brown orange right it says that one is the color of Krishna the other is the color of Shiva's this cloth right and the Ganga and Yamuna they come from different different sources right but when they merge you see slowly slowly they they merge they become in un- they they come together they have they're, they're in unity so they become uh, uh, like that so this is one thing is that you have the world duality and then you have the world of unity with the two can they become one but they join right and that's also the world of devotion that's a type of duality that's a type of advaita that's the devotee's advaita right it's an experience because it's like like uh, we want can't say, uh, uh, we don't want the difference between. I mean, some people there's different. I can't say we don't want there's there's different schools of thought and different people have different orientation, but we want to know God. We want to experience God. We want to we want to feel the universe. We want to feel one. We want to feel whatever. Like but that requires to feel something requires something to feel, right? So the even the unitive experience, the unity of God and connection with God and embrace of you know it's like in all the romantic language and like the, it's not one. There still has to be an, an, an experiencer and the experience and the and, and experience, the experiencer, the experienced and experience, right? So that so so unity is not the same as non-duality. It's non-duality that that's blissful, right? It's a, because it, we want we want to feel the one. We want to feel one and feel the one. That requires one to feel, right? You know. So that that's the thing. So three eyes, is, but actually, Brahman. Is not described as having three eyes, right? It's described what, what the name. One of the when Brahman is described, of course, Kali and Brahman are not different. But but the, but when you use that language, the language of pure Advaita, the Upanishads, you use things like Kavalyam, which means like I don't know what singularity. I guess you would almost you would you'd use it like it's like Guruji say one without a second. Like Guruji says one without a second, no second. So if if that's the only one. We're not here, right? Nothing's here. It's it's everything's here, but only it's here. There's only one. There's only one reality, one awesome, over uh, uh, singular. You know, that's that may be the truth, but that's not uh, uh, that's not um, uh, uh, that's the truth. But how to the truth that we can experience is experience of unity, not of uh, so something we call it the experience. Oh, we just it, it, it's it's kavalyam. It's uh, uh, it's it's uh, advaita like this, right? So, in, uh, but in the tantric tradition, the devotional traditions, that that how do we know? You can't even say we've been the last few weeks have been describing like that 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 God is not 
the knower. It's not the known, it's not it's the knower. It's the subject, not the object. But then we said actually that's also not true. In the Devi Bhagavatam it starts up saying actually God is not the known, God's the knower. But actually it's not that. God is the reality in which the knower and the unknown exists. The knower and the knower and, and, and knower knowledge and knower knowledge and known exist. It's the one reality in which those things seem to arise. Right? So that's so that is that knowable? It's, it's, it knows itself. Only Brahman realizes, Brahman Thakur says, right? When, when that experience happens, there's nothing else to say what it, what it is. It itself knows if it knows, <laughs> right? But we can have that knowledge through, uh, uh, can't say step down, but in the language of yoga, in the language, uh, like language, yoga, union, right? So in the language of yogis, we have the union with God or union of the two rivers meet and join and merge, like, if it's, but it's not one thing. Right, but it is one thing. So we have to. So, so it's very. D- <laughs> Recently, Samiji was translating a section of M's introduction on on Sri Ramakrishna's life. M wrote an introduction, and when it came to his Advaitic practice, all it mentions about his Advaita practice is that his that uh, uh, Brahmani, right, his 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 devotional and Tantra guru, says don't don't think too much about Advaita, don't think too much about Vedanta, it will ruin your devotion. That's all it said. That's all we know about. <laughs> all M thought to share about his uh, Sri Ramakrishna's Advaitic sadhana and realization is that his guru said, "Don't think too much like this; you're going to ruin your devotion." <laughs> right. So it's interesting. But so so we can't over if you if you overdo the Advaitic, the, uh, um, we can confuse ourselves and and kill the whole thing. Right. So Sri Ramakrishna said, "You take the knowledge of non-duality of Advaita and you tie it in your cloth." And with that in your cloth, you know, like you like you hide the money or some sugar or some sweets or something in your in your belt or something in the corner of your sari or your cloth, then you enjoy. If you need it, it's there, right? So it should be the it should be the background, right? It's 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 logically has to be the background. It is the truth, right? But how do we live with that? We want to live in union and love and and, and experience of that, right? If it's just that, there's no experience of that. It's only that. Right, and that it's doing. It's 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 it's, it's self, and its experience, his own self-experience, is us. <laughs> you know, so we can we can. So, anyways, uh, the, it's a little bit between. I want to talk about uh, about duality, unity, and singularity is a different thing, right? And then you have that uh, peculiar line that that's there in the uh, 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 and in the and the and the Christian Gospels, where I think it's attributed to Jesus in saying it. He said, "If your eye be single." Now, if your eye be dual, your body shall be full of darkness, right? And if your body be single, your body shall be full of light, right? And different people, it's been retrans. that's the King James Version, it's been retranslated with some little changes, trying to understand what it meant at the time, right? And so we've, I've thought about it all these, oh, that's so yogic, and you know, it's definitely about Ida and Pingala, and then and, and the third eye awakens, and you're, then you see the one, you know, we, we superimpose, it's, it's perfect, because it, it sounds just like a yogic description, right? And but it could it could also make sense on its own, independent of Indian yogic tradition, right? And but it, it says it, what the eye is. One of the previous lines says what the eye, if I remember properly, what the eye is, so is the world. In other words, how you see it is what you see. The seer sees the world, right? You know, you see the world, you see, right? You're you're the one who creates the world you're seeing, right? And so this world of du- the word for if you if your eye be dual, some modern translation if your eye be evil. Right, your world shall be full of darkness. In other words, if you see, if you're a bad person, you see bad. You see, if you're ugly inside, you see ugliness everywhere. If you're just, you know, that type of thing. But if your sight be single or good, another use of that translation, then you see the world good. 
right? But that still fits, right? The world be if your eye be double or your eye be it's like if 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 uh, if you're seeing the world the if if you see the world dualistically, you see a dual, you see darkness. You see what the darkness here means means birth, death, right? Suffering, uh, um, disappointment. Uh, all these type of, you know, that our world is dark, our body is dark, your whole body, your whole world should be dark. But if you see, if your eye be single, if your eye be divine, if you see through the divine eye, so I- even if even if it's not talking about the third eye where the Ida and Pingala meet, and even if there is no third eye where the Ida and meet, and that's just a metaphor for a spiritual reality superimposed on our nervous system, you know, that's very likely to. Uh, um, uh, it, these are all, they all signify the divine experience, right? When you see divine, when you see the, the in, in unity, when you see, or to go back, when you're seeing Ma face to face, when you're looking into her eyes, things change, right? The world is transformed, right? Uh, what time is it now? 6.33. Okay, so I, I'm just gonna, the last two names, I don't have any much to say about it, so I'll just say them, and they're also hard to pronounce. <laughs> Sharadindu Prasanasya, right? Sharad, Sharad means the month of uh, autumn, right? The, the autumn season, Sharad. This is, this is where we are in a fall, right? Sharadindu means the fall moon, right? So you could say it's the moon. Is it okay? It's the moon. It's the full moon in... Actually, it's today. Today is... It's a very, this name is today. It's the full moon, the first full moon of fall. Right of of Shadad, uh, which is Ashwin. Today is Ashwin Purnima, and fall is, is uh, this uh, Shadad is from Ashwin to Kartik. From actually it started uh, the Ashwin started on Purnima and went in, in two Purnimas. Uh, anyway, so th- this is the first. This is this is it. Right. So it says that uh, um, and Prasanna means she's happy. Uh, um, uh, so it's describing still her. F- it's a transition between her eyes and then the next verse will be about her face and smile and mood. Right, so it's a transitional name, I believe. Right, so her eyes, right, show there as um, prasanna means happy, uh, 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 pleased, cheerful. So her, her eyes, her face, her mood are as cheerful or happy as the autumn moon. Right, but the autumn moon and this autumn season is also when uh, Navaratri is. Right, so and so this is a very very special time for the Devi. And for the way, and, and, and the mystical time, you know, that this is her. So it's also giving, it's also, but it's also, it's not spring, it's not summer, it's going into winter. Things are getting dark, right? We're, you know, so it's, uh, uh, so it's also has meaning of going, you know, in, find that, into, uh, to find that inner vision, right? And the final name, Spurat, uh, how do you pronounce this? Smerambuje uh, Bujakshana, right? So, Spurat, Smeda, Ambo, Akshana. Let's pull out, let's pull the names apart. Right? Spurat means has two. It means like trembling or shaking, right? But it has another sub meaning of like sparkling, like light also sh- like shake. So it has a little bit meaning like shimmering. that. And be- hmm? shimmering. Oh, that shimmering. That's a good. I didn't know how to shimmering type of thing. Shaking, trembling, shimmering. That's a very nice, right? Uh, smera here means it's a it's a connecting word like like it's like this it's this is a metaphor or a, some, you know spura it's like ambu ambo your eyes uh, lo, I mean no, akshana aksh, akshana means eyes 
Ambu means lotus. Your lotus-like eyes, or whose eyes are like trembling lotuses or shimmering, what did you say, shimmering? Shimmering lotuses. So that's a very nice final image, right? Your eyes are like, of course, they're like lotus-like eyes, right? But they're like, you know, just very, uh, very, very nice. They're sparkling. We say, oh, yes, he has sparkling eyes, right? So it's a way of saying that, but using the poetics, the, 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 uh, the triggers of beautiful of beauty, like shimmering and sh a shaking lotus, or you know, this, this, these, are, these are the images, you know. Uh, uh, so you could say that she whose eyes are like trembling lotuses, or sparkling lotuses, or shimmering lotuses, or whose you could say who purity shines in her lotus-like eye. It's another way of translating it. So, anyways, this will I think we'll end there because people are probably waiting inside, and. Um, and we won't have time for questions this time, but next time. And we're thanking, I know that a few people who have been watching, even in India, uh, via Facebook, so we appreciate them. And, and uh, uh, glad to be connected. Jai Mokali, Jai Thakur.